Sonosphere podcast. My name is Wu Fei. I'm a Chinese composer and a guzheng player based in Nashville, Tennessee. I have uh, been friend with Christopher, who runs the program for quite a few years. I'm really happy to be back to the program and to chat with you guys a little bit. Chris invited me to be part of this thing he's organizing to chat about how musicians are doing during the pandemic. It's actually uh, been, what, more than two and a half months now. It, today is June 3rd. Uh, so since the pandemic lockdown started in Tennessee, at least in mid-March, early mid-March, something like that in Nashville, it's been, I would say it's been definitely a life-changing event. Not just for me, it's for everyone in the world. I never thought that in my lifetime, I'm, I'm not even that old yet. <laughs> it's like, wow, I am experiencing this. It's been a tremendous change in my life as a musician. Especially, I have been somewhat touring musician, a recording musician. Most of my uh, revenue were, were money, living, uh, making a living came from um, mostly live concerts. So, so that is on a pause that uh, no one knows how long that'll be. So that's one big impact in my life. In the, you know, it, needless to say, in, in this music field, uh, also in many fields that require traveling and large gathering in one place, all our concerts are either postponed or canceled. And, uh, and so that's, that's just a, a, a hard fact that I don't think it's ever gonna be the same like before, even if the virus goes away or I don't think actually it will go away. We're just relying on waiting to have the vaccine to be born, to be invented. Even if you know, live performances go back, it's just traveling. Everything is going to be different permanently. Yeah. So I, I finally have this, um, you know, ultimate realization that two months ago, the life two months ago is no longer be the future. So that's my thought. You know, I don't want to put anyone down, but I also have to face the future of what we can do to create, to, to, to actually not only face the reality, but to take more control, not control, to, to be more active, to be more actively doing things, to embrace the current situation. So the, the pandemic from the very beginning, from feeling like panic, I definitely had a panic purchase with my husband. Um, several times and, you know, like I uh, store a lot of rice from, you know, I'm originally from China. So uh, 
it was just uh, we had to just get a lot of because you know people were buying stuff of course toilet paper was gone for two months so uh <laughs> it was uh, pretty crazy a lot of shelves the, the food was the normal stuff was gone so uh, it was just kind of a we were in panicking zone for a while i'm sure all of you had that to experience that too and then finally things are kind of back sort of semi-normal. At least the food is not in any kind of shortage in the grocery stores. And then, and then uh, actually uh, before the virus hit the US, I had been following the news closely in China, the Chinese social uh, media platforms, because I have many, many relatives living in China. None of them are in Wuhan though, mostly in Beijing. And I, I felt very lucky and grateful that actually my parents moved to Nashville about a year ago to, to join us. It was because uh, I'm, I'm an only child and uh, my parents were getting old and felt very lonely. And, um, and we finally decided to um, move them to, to the U.S. to join us uh, instead of us flying back and forth if they had a you know medical situation we often talk about how how timingly lucky we we were otherwise you know if now they had they were still in beijing and you know the flights are all banned and no flights and can't see your loved ones from any country to another country oh gosh it would have been a super stressful and depressing even more than now that's already pretty depressing and then from the from them, you know, I, at least I have my family with me, my husband and our two young children, and having the children 24/7 at home <laughs> instead of at school, that was also another big challenge, which I would have kind of overcome for the last two and a half months, like having our children to be home all the time. And I'm not a natural-born homeschooling type of mom at all. In fact, like totally opposite. <laughs> so we were kind of like, oh my goodness, what can we do? Um, what should we do? After a week, we just had the kids full-time at home. We ran out of ideas. Anyway, so that, but we slowly also gradually had to accept the fact that they're going to be home for who knows how long, as long as the school is not campus is not reopened. We started to figure out things and also very feeling very appreciative that we actually have gotten to know our both our children quite a lot more than when they were going to preschool and first grade because they you know they were spending most of the hours at school and as parents we only got to see them just a very few hours a day. That was actually another realization we have during the pandemic that the bad, so-called bad situation, turning some to turn into something positive that we we have gotten to know our children much better, which is really amazing, wonderful thing. Also, I also had like kind of a really sad and a little scary point of during the pandemic was when even probably still going on right now that um, the discrimination or the the racism against Asian Americans because. People thought they. People were just so um, angry and scared. Didn't know what to deal, how to deal with the situation. But venting on uh, Asian Americans about calling them the Chinese virus, or uh, you know, um, just all these things. 
that had harmed a lot of people, which when I was reading about those things on the internet, I, for the first time in my life, actually, since I came to the States, I had to talk to my husband about whether he should, because he's a, a white South African. And uh, I asked him if he could just go to uh, Publix, our local store, and I would just go to KNS, our local Asian store. So I could avoid any potential physical harm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I, I don't think that will ever happen. I love our community, our stores, and people just love us. And uh, But just sometimes, you know, we would read this crazy news and you don't know. You just don't know if someone, you know, like snaps in the day and then start, you know, like stabbing people because that's what happened to an Asian family somewhere in Texas, I think. Like a crazy guy just stabbed a whole family, including two young, very young children. And after I read that, I was just kind of like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So, and that hit a, a, a really scary moment in during the pandemic. And then I decided to not let this depression to scare me. And I just felt that I, I'm generally a very, a very happy, positive person. Like nothing really can knock me down in <laughs> that kind of situation. So I just felt like, okay, I can't just feel down like this all the time. It was very difficult to, to do actually, I'm sure all of you understand what I mean. I mean you are all of you are probably still dealing with this situation right now and it was just heavy and feeling lost and feeling scared and don't not knowing what to do or and I at the same time I have you know, my old parents with us I have uh, two young children <laughs> with us I was like okay gosh I, I was talking to my, my husband Jeremy and I said you know what you and I are the only backbones of the family like we have to stay strong if we get sick if we get you know blah 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 you know like the whole family will collapse so okay so here's what we're gonna do <laughs> I decided to you know like there was a, also at the same time there's online forms that organized by um, the, some of the moms uh, whose children were going to the same school as my children and uh, we started to encourage each other I felt like everyone's stuck at home um, so I started a, a like an online book reading slash music improvisation video series that just read kind of like, you know, Peter and the Wolf. That's sort of the, the format that I make my children love books. So I would read the stories and while improvising music on my guzheng to make the whole book reading and music in, in one and post that and share that with some of my um, online communities and to help, just, just to help out other parents, you know, who are stuck at home with their kids 24 seven. Like, okay, a book after another book, and then what? And what? <laughs> so that was in my initial thought, like at least maybe some of the parents can just like put this video in front of their kids so the parents can take a break. <laughs> so that was my initial thought. And then I started really like liking doing this. And then I started an, another uh, uh, solo music, um, project 
uh, from home. Um, so this pandemic basically forced me to learn how to record by myself, how to, you know, uh, doing simple engineering on the on GarageBand or Logic and, you know, how to, you know, work with mics and, you know, headphones and those little knobs and turns and <laughs> like mixing my own stuff, uh, which uh, I avoided my whole life doing those things because I never had to. And now everyone's stuck at home and, uh, but musicians, we must, music must go on. Um, so I, uh, I learned all of this. I'm still learning. There's just a whole universe of things to learn how to make your own production. And I started doing it and then I started, yeah, posting online um, every day. There's a new piece on um, ufemusic.substack.com. It's my new daily music project. And uh, ever since, and then it's been going on for a month, exactly a month. I started the first episode from a month ago, May 3rd, and today is June 3rd. Wow. Woo! Every day, yeah, no, nonstop. It's, it's, it's really rewarding, so I hope you to check it out. So that's the, the, the good things that got discovered or invented during the lockdown and that I will continue to do.
because we thought that the pandemic, you know, the, many states started to reopen or half open. And this last week, the killing, the death of George Floyd and many other African-Americans from the very, very dark incidents and just turned the country upside down, not upside down, but down to the up, like a, a just this a, a series of problems and, and darkness that for so long, and I think this timing, this moment that um, people's angry and frustration and, uh, and being, feeling hopeless, directionless, and, and, and no, and our country, doesn't have good leader that that actually gives a damn about owner people. Obviously, it's just so frustrating, and um, and people are fighting for survival now. You know, like from the you know African American civil rights to uh, minority civil rights to the vulnerable class people um, who are losing jobs and losing houses and you know getting kicked out of their houses and. You know, the unemployment just like and a bad health system, people who can't afford seeing doctor and get treated. It's just like all sorts of crazy bad things are gathered and just led to this explosion. You know, in China, there's a saying, 哪里有压迫,哪里就有反抗, which means where the, the, the oppression is, where the fighting back will be. So that's just nature, you know, you, you hold something so tight for so long, when you let go, boom, it's gonna hit it back, bad. That's what's, what's, what's happening now. And it's just heartbreaking. And for me as an immigrant, especially, you know, I, I only came to the States in 2000. So it was kind of like, even the, uh, during the uh, uh, America and China's I would say like the honeymoon period. It was, you know, it was just a post feeling positive, feeling so many hopeful future and dreamer and uh, um, just, and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, if you follow the international news that um, the two countries, my birth country and my adopted country are fighting so bad. It's like, you know, your birth biological parent and your adopted parent, you love them both in, in, in very unique and special way. And then they are choking each other in, in the throat. Oh, it's like, that's how I've been feeling. I just, and it's just heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking. And people from both sides, the people are suffering, are paying for the price of just a few men who, just like giant babies who, uh, and greedy and, you know, just insecure and just doing their crazy shit. And, but the two, the people, the vulnerable people from both sides are paying a huge price. There is no problem between Americans and Chinese people. There's absolutely not. It's just a few super powerful men from both sides on the top because they're greedy, personal, selfish reasons. And the people have to pay this huge price. And 
whoever you are listening, don't buy that propaganda crap. There is like people, we are all the same, and we have families to feed, we have school fees to pay, we have a job to go, we have you know parents to laughter, look after, and children to laughter, our, our partners, our wives, our brothers and sisters. Is those few very powerful men on in in the tiny in, in, in their palaces? That they don't live anything and that the life they live has nothing to do with it. They don't, they don't understand how we live. Therefore, all they care about is like who's got the biggest face. And then just like for that reason, and they will they they rather go to war to for that. Oh gosh, it really gets me really angry. Um, anyways, I am right now just um, uh, creating from home, and I do believe that. Online work and online collaborations, you know, t- t- the technology will enable that easier and easier to do instead of having to gather in one place. I do believe technology tech companies are, are are working on those equipments and you know uh, make a bigger width for internet and so um, you know online streaming live streaming for sound and image quality will be much better improved all of these things and then no one's gonna really travel and traveling is gonna be much harder much harder before it gets back to where it was again um, for a long time yeah I just don't think we should wait and see when it'll go back to where it was. It will never go back to where it was. So let's just uh, take more control of where um, what we can do to make make things move forward.
my plan is like live day to day to see a whole fingers crossed for the effective vaccine to be invented, to be in use. And that's gonna make a whole lot difference. But before that happens, I don't know. We're all gonna be tiptoeing because I just took my kids to their dentist cleaning dental cleaning yesterday and I was so nervous <laughs> the whole time so uh, yeah I was like oh, I almost lost my sleep the night before so I don't think I'm, I'm going anywhere soon <laughs> traveling that's my plan just stay home stay put and uh, creating and releasing new music online check it out it's wufeimusic.substack.com it's called a wufei music daily and yeah, I recently actually released a, a duo record with my friend Abigail Washburn, who's a banjo singer-songwriter from Nashville. We've been doing online promotion as well, and it was released in the beginning of April. What a timing, huh? Releasing a new record in the middle of a pandemic. But hey, you know, we got to do what we can. Um, if we can help to inspire people, to help to, you know, our music can calm you down or help you to go through a hard day. I think that would be our honor. Our music can serve that purpose. And the, the, the record's name is called Ufe and Abigail Washburn. Yeah, it's a, it's a heavy time. So that's, that's my plan, I just um, to work hard from home. I'm getting a lot of practice done, which is, I think that's another good thing that I'm getting out of from being locked down at home. You know, I, when I was traveling, I had very little time to practice on the things I always wanted to. Um, now, oh, well, I practice a lot. You know, fingers are getting stronger and faster and really strong. That's fantastic. That's, that's my plan. And, and I really hope all of you are staying strong and staying positive. Uh, I know it's, it's easy to say and hard to do. Stay safe, follow the news closely about Asia, especially Asia, because I have a lot of family members live there. The virus is not, not going away, e even if in Asia where the governments, a lot of governments, countries have much stricter measurements about testing and stuff, and it is not gone yet. Please stay safe, because in, in our part of the country, uh, you know, some people just don't think it's, it's a big deal but we don't have a vaccine yet. So I don't, I don't think it's safe enough to act like normal. And I want to thank Christopher for inviting me again. I hope to return to a live performance. Uh, if not, I probably will start live stream performance. Yeah, some platform, but I'm, I'm working on it because it's, um, I've also got a lot of people to look after in this house. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and uh, hope all of you are safe and staying strong. Let's hope this, this craziness will go away soon. And let's help each other and support each other. We really need that. And fighting for justice, absolutely, please. That's one major reason I wanted to come to America when I was a, a teenager. Was I had a belief, I had a hope that this country could you know, where justice could be served. And I still think so. Um, people are on the streets, are fighting, are protesting, and uh, which in my birth country, it would be cracked down right away, like no question, just like, you know. And so 
So I have hope, and I hope you all still have hope, and we'll make a better future together. Thank you so much, and stay safe and stay strong. This has been an independent production of Sonosphere, produced by Amy S. and Chris Williams. Check us out at sonospherepodcast.com. Subscribe on iTunes and check us out on SoundCloud. Thanks for listening. Girl, baby, my. Can't leave your